Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Something dead has been here. Gabe just got lost in a pyramid. One minute, his crazy cousin, Sari, was right ahead of him in the pyramid tunnel. The next minute, she disappeared. But Gabe isn't alone. Someone else is in the pyramid, too. Someone. Or something. Gabe doesn't believe in the curse of the mummy's tomb. But that doesn't mean the curse isn't real. Does it? I cannot follow the logic of that. That was like a triple negative. That doesn't mean the curse isn't real, does it? So it doesn't mean does it. It does. Hey, guys, guys, wait. She disappeared. The Goosebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast in which we read R.L. Stein books from the Goosebumps series. My name is Danielle and I have a PhD. My name is Jojo and I have a PhD in Egyptology. Yeah, you do. Because we're talking about mummies. My name is Jeff and on the day of this episode coming out, my daughter's wedding. The day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Today, not the day recording, the day it comes out in the future, March 30th, 2021, is the day before my birthday. It sure is. Yeah. Tomorrow, as of this recording, I am having a birthday bash, which is just going to be me and Danielle sitting at home. I was like, I wasn't invited. So is this really how we're going to go in? And I and I really, and I, I don't know what to do for this pandemic number two birthday. My second pandemic birthday. First one happened. Second one happening again a year later. You're two pandemic years old. Yeah. I'm two. You know what? I'm turning 37 tomorrow, but in pandemic years. Two. The word, Jeff, here's the thing. And this is, this is where I am. <laughs> the word bash, because uh-huh. you said that you're having a bash. Yeah. Is, uh, means to strike violently. It sure does. Um, from the Danish Basque, which is to beat or strike with a cudgel. Yeah, we're getting a pinata. The whole group might be independently derived or echoic, figurative sense, to abuse verbally or in writing. <laughs> or to throw a party. So for your so or on a or if you use it in a noun form, a drunken spree. <laughs> you went on a bash? A bash is specifically drunken? What? Yeah, a, a bash is specifically drunken. Is that British? That sounds British. To me. I I thought I've been having bashes for years, and apparently you've been having a bash every like I don't know, four to five hours, depending on how the day's going. I'm ha- I'm planning on having a bash later. I'm probably gonna have a pre-bash. Yeah, probably have a bash on this podcast. Yeah, I'm bashing right now. Hey, guys, do you guys want to come to my bash? It's happening right now. Don't bash and drive. I don't know if I can be in the same room with you when you're bashing. I feel like I've been invited to bashes before and I got there and there was no alcohol. So I'd like to go to those people and ask them for some sort of refund of friendship because you lied to me. Yeah. Look, I got a bash, y'all. Uh, you have a problem. Can't, can't, 
it ain't too rash to go and bash. That's a, that's the rhyme. That's the shirt. Don't you give me no sass. That's a slant rhyme. Don't give me no sass if I'm going to go bash. That's right. But that doesn't rhyme exactly. It's a slant rhyme, asshole. Ooh. In this house, it's <laughs> in this house, it's perfect rhymes or you can leave. Well, I am gone. <laughs> Clunk, 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 Danielle has metal feet. Clink, 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 clink. On today's episode of Goosebumps, we decided that we would read a non-Goosebumps book. Yes. That masquerades as a Goosebumps book. It claims, but it is not. Is this a recommendation? No, we just went back. This is the next in order. So this is number four or five? So we recommended it to ourselves. Yeah, we were like, you know what? We're going to go back to the OG well of Goosebumps. We don't want to go to these newer fancy books. I mean, we got to earn we got to earn the newer fancy books. You know, you got to put in the work. Yeah, I felt like I was fucking putting in the work with this goddamn oh, book. Oh, man, you were upset. This, this, this book was one of the hardest things I've ever <laughs> So we read Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, which is what number is this one? This is Goosebumps number five. Number five, 1990, probably four. I want a couple mummies in my life. <laughs> I want to get a, a hand in my pocket tonight. Okay. I want to I be sensitive to another country. I don't know how right. I, I actually, you know what? I don't even know if that's a real song. It is. It's mama number five. It's, it's mom. mummy number five. Mummy number five. This book takes place in a, in in Cairo. Indeed, it takes place in a in a. Yeah, you could really feel you that. Could feel the environment. He did try. Jojo, you you have the physical book, Joe, right? Yeah, I, I do. What's the cover of the physical book? It is a picture of. It looks like a mummy. <laughs> oh, go figure. With uh, glowing red eyes. Okay. Uh, uh, either standing against or laying down. Oh. On a slab of ground of of rock and there's like a bowl under their head so i guess they're standing up because otherwise their head would fall back right yeah bowl under their head and then the tagline is what will wake the dead fucking a little tiny hand which which by the way like this didn't none of this happened no this is false advertising yeah i the 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 new cover the new cover is mummy with mouth open with red eyes coming at you with arms outstretched looking mad also did didn't happen did not happen did not i feel cheated by this book you should this book took longer than okay first of all there is no monster in this book that is correct there is no monster there are mummies there are mummies they are not monsters mummies on their own aren't scary no exactly they're just bandaged corpses why they're like a monster in cinema because it is the slowest yeah, it's dead. It's dead. Desiccated. You can light it on fire. It's literally made of flammable material. It's been cured in salt for 50 years. It's been cured in salt for 50 <laughs> years. I don't know if that, Danielle, I don't know if that's true. Look it up, asshole. It has, <laughs> it has a nice smoky flavor from the grill. Mm, it is that's nice. Absolute, that's absolutely not accurate. Yeah, I don't know, Joe. How many mummies have you seen? Yeah, have you ever put a finger, a mummy finger in your mouth? Okay, then. Well, I... I All right, mean, then. Okay. Jojo's still young. He has a lot of experimenting to do in his That's life. It's true. It's true. You still I hate, got- <laughs> I hate you guys. You make me feel so bad for being a spring chicken. <laughs> 
I can't believe he has to put a mummy's finger oh, in his Jesus mouth. What a fucking Christ. baby. What a virgin. So this book is one. It, it, it is not longer than your average Goosebumps book yet. It, but it's but you know what, Jeff? I got to say, it certainly doesn't feel its length. It feels it felt like I was reading for hours. I felt like. I will confess this is true. Yeah, this book takes longer than any other book we've ever read to get to what the thing is. Daniel, did you like this? Yeah, did Daniel kind of like this book, man. Because uh, as we've been talking about it, uh-huh, Jeff and I uh-huh, have. Yeah. Hashing it out. Yeah, we just kind of figure out like, like how... Like how we got here, like as a people, how did we get here to this this junction where we're reading The Curse of the Mummy's Tomb? Indeed. And and we're over here like, fuck. But but Danielle, you're over there like, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. And and we're like, what the hell? Did you like this book? Well, um, I did actually because well, okay, like is a strong term. I can, I can set, set, set a, set a second grader. <laughs> Do you like, like Yes, it? no, maybe. <laughs> is this a maybe for you or is this a yes, I liked it? Be honest. I'm not going to think too much less of you. This is a maybe because I can recognize the fact that it works like a plot should. Um, and it does, it does book like things by having that. words in it by and having pages. words and and uh and i appreciate that rl uh went out on this limb and tried to write a normal book uh so you know good good on him for trying is what i'm we saying we trusted him it was i mean we tried he man. betrayed us i didn't like this book uh it was it was a slog of a read damn i jojo i think is in the same camp as i am Mm-hmm. I think maybe you guys are racist. You don't like that. It takes place in Egypt. Racists. No. Yeah. Danielle, yeah. one, it doesn't really take place in Egypt. <laughs> it takes place it in the fac- a facsimile of Egypt. It, it sort of takes place in, <laughs> in TV's Egypt. T- it takes place in TV's Egypt, the new, the new hit show on ABC Family. It is absolutely, we are on a boat ride on the Luxor. It it the way that they he describes Egypt feels like a New York City street, except that uh there are goats. There are people who have uh he, he said white pajamas. Yeah. There was a there, there was a part where he said a wo- the way this is how you knew we were in Egypt because a woman had a basket on her head full of bananas. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And I was like, bananas? That's some Egypt ass shit. No, that's some Chiquita banana type shit. We could be in South America. He could just get that correct. We could. There's also a kid on a bicycle. Yeah, true. Next to a chick with a banana head? I don't think so. Maybe we should maybe we should allow um Danielle, who has vouched, who has has um Stated that she will sacrifice herself to be the two-minute synopsis reader. I did do that. Yeah. Daniel okay. thinks she knows this book. This book she loves so much. Okay. You so know much what? that she can talk about it for two minutes and give us this plot that honestly, when I was thinking about the structure of it, it's, it was just like, you know, when you like draw just a bunch of like squiggle lines all over the place, it no, felt like no, that No, no. It did the classic like flat, then peak, ooh, and then fall and then a little bit more flat that's that's like a that's a plot thing that's how you draw a plot okay so let me know when you're ready and i will time you danielle i'm ready all right hold on i'm not ready so (laughs) go out all right ready set Mm -hmm. go 
Okay. There's this kid named Gabe and he and his parents go to Egypt because his parents have quote unquote refrigerator equipment business to attend to there. And meanwhile, there's Uncle Ben who is also there, you know, conveniently. He's there studying the pyramids with his daughter. I'm going to say sorry. You could say Sari. I don't really, you know, who cares? And they are busy digging up tunnels in the pyramid. And so Gabe thinks his Uncle Ben is really cool and wants to go hang out. And then they do. And Gabe hates Sari because she's patronizing and braggadocious and they're constantly bickering. Then the parents have an emergency refrigerator equipment business in Alexandria. So they must go. Gabe stays. And uh, so Uncle Ben takes them to the pyramid. He takes them inside. And... uh, One minute. Fuck. Okay. And then they learn that two of Uncle Ben's workers have been sent to the hospital because they're in shock. So Uncle Ben goes to the hospital, leaving the kids at the motel. They immediately leave and go to the museum where they encounter Ahmed, who is the other worker and turns out to be some kind of secret Kala priestess lover. He tries to, he catches them because they're stupid. He lures them into his car and he tries to book it, but they jump out and escape. And then 20 seconds. Ben comes back to the pyramid to investigate what made his workers in shock. And then they, the Gabe falls into a mummy scorpion nest uh, tar pit. And then sorry goes, shows up in that same room. And then uncle Ben shows up in that same room. Ahmed clocks uncle Ben with the torch. Time. Ah. <sighs> I almost got there. You didn't actually. Here's the thing. The, 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 there's a mummy on the cover of this book. In a there's two- not a mummy in this fucking thing. <laughs> Daniel didn't even get to a mummy. I did not. <laughs> in her two minute synopsis. Oh, well, that's not true. That's not true. I said a mummy scorpion tar pit. So I did. There were mummies in the room. <laughs> there, was, which, there were mummies adjacent to the plot yes, that was happening. Yes. Which should revolve around a mummy, <laughs> which is on the cover of this fucking book. Absolutely very little mummy action. Yeah. So fucking guy, Amet, if you want to just real quick wrap up the last little bit. So at the last minute, uh, Gabe takes out this handy dandy tiny mummy hand he bought from a garage sale in America and he holds it up like the Olympic torch and the mummies come to life and they 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 attack Ahmed they grab him they dangle him over the tar but then Gabe dipshit like closes his eyes when he opens them Ahmed is fucking booking it and uh that's the end Danielle, did you did you mention why he was in Egypt? Uh, Uncle Ben? No, no, no. Why? Gabe. Why our Gabe. hero? Why Gabe was in Egypt? Because of their urgent refrigerator equipment. Business? No, it's Christmas. Uh, it's Christmas also. But yeah. so for so for Christmas, this is so this is this is this is a I, Christmas book. I, this is very, this is very much. A, do you have anything for the first part of the book? I'm <laughs> the conceit of this book is Christmas. My parents sell refrigerator. In the hottest place. Yes. In the hottest place <laughs> on the planet. It's funny. It's funny. Um, but but also, but he's basically like, it's not a very interesting job, but I get to travel with them for work. And it's like... Wait a minute. Do... 
Okay. Am I to understand that other countries do not have their own yeah, commercial refrigeration like, companies? Yeah, uh, it's too hot in Egypt. Obviously, there are no other refrigerators. So we've got to get these sick American <laughs> Maytag refrigerators? Bring in the Americans. They know their shit. On, on, on Christmas. On, on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> There's so much bullshit in this book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm just so frustrated. It's such an early '90s like, like job kind of title. I don't know. Like, it's just a weird like industry that you don't think of. But like, I'm in I'm in the uh, refrigerator repair business. I get to jet set all around the world with my family because we're oh, yeah. rich as fuck. That's right. We get a per diem and everything. It's they great. get they stay in a fancy ass hotel. Yep. Yep. They go to they go to Alexandria at a moment's notice yep. to go take care of refrigeration emergency. So, so bad. So this book is, okay, and, and really what, what Daniel kind of forgot to bring up in the synopsis. So Ahmed is basically like the protector of this ancient priestess who is... Khaleesi. Khaleesi inside <laughs> of this pyramid. And yeah. anybody who tries to to go too deep in the pyramid to find her room, he fucking... Kill, he kills he her. He kills them. What? turns them into a mummy. He's played by Jason Momoa. So it's chill. He is played by Jason's Mimosa. Jason's Mimosa is he's guarding handsome. Khaleesi. And you know what? Whatever he's got to do, he's got to do. He's Jason Mimosa. I respect. Yeah, that's right. He's delicious. Yeah. Tall drink, tall drink orange juice, that Jason Mimosa. Sure is. It literally yeah. takes 90% of the book to get to what this, this big thing happening. <laughs> Which, this is one of those many Goosebumps books where you don't even think like... It's not even clear that anything supernatural is happening. Yeah. Oh, not Which at they all. even say at the very end. Like, they're like, did we see? So the kid raises the hand, and we're getting into it. But, but yeah, like, there's no clear, real, like, monster or threat until the end. Yeah, until Ahmed shows up and tries to kidnap him. Yeah, but even then, you don't really know until the very end, like, what the deal is. They also never actually say what the curse does. Nope. They just say that there's a curse. There's just a curse. What does it do? Uh, Who knows? Who cares? It makes your butt itch. Yeah, it gives you hemorrhoids. <laughs> That's a sucky curse. <laughs> That's a pretty bad curse, Danielle. That's pretty shit. I mean, I'm not, not going to lie. I'm not a fan of that. Hey, Danielle. Yeah. Not a fan of that curse. I mean, yeah. You shouldn't That's be. The worst. That's why That's, it's a curse. That's the worst curse. That is a pretty bad curse. I would say that, uh, what is it when your butthole comes out of your butt? Uh, prolapsed anus. Yeah, I would say that's worse. <laughs> this is the curse of the mummy's tomb. What does it do? It makes your butthole come out. <laughs> oh, fuck. So how do we want to do the R.L. Stein thing? Because there's no real clear. I, I don't want to just throw do, you guys into okay, a thing. Let me, let, me just, let me just throw this out there. Right. Do we have to? I don't think we need to. Okay, we can skip. Let's ask him. Hey, R.L. Yes. Do you have any? Do Seriously. Mm. I have a doctorate. Danielle has time. Yes, that's just sure she does. Is yes. we couldn't figure is this book trying to do anything or is this literally trash? Okay, so you see, you have clearly never seen the Indian the Indiana of the Jones because oh boy, he is a handsome one and boy does he get up to exploits and adventures. So so is this so this is just your Indiana Jones your young Indiana Jones fit thick. Fanfic. OC, do not steal. I mean, I don't know why you guys are bitching. It's fic. What do you want from me? I, I have a I have a crush and I have a dream. There we go. 
so that there there we go, Jeff. I th- this this book doesn't this doesn't have much happening in it. <laughs> no, well, there's as far as I can tell, and I don't have a PhD, but uh, I couldn't tell any. I couldn't see any subtext no, or no. or like was, underlying was, narrative, like direction it was taking. I I saw a fair bit of Orientalism, and that's about it. This seems like the the book adaptation of just like a a, a Fox Kids like made for TV movie. It was like a, a pulpy. It wanted to be like a pulpy kids. Yeah. Egypt adventure story. It wanted to be Casablanca for kids. Casa kid. Casablanca. Kids Casablanca. Kids yeah, this book. I think. I think that was my issue, and I'm sure that R.L. Stein, if rest in peace, uh, <laughs> would agree with me that this just seems like a, a, it wanted to be a romp through through Egypt. That's all it wanted to be. If we ever get the chance, if I if we ever get the chance to meet R.L. Stein, oh, we will have questions to ask him about his work. Hey, R.L., um, what the hell happened with Curse of the Mummies too? That's one of the worst things I've ever encountered. Could you please explain what you were thinking with this book in particular, and do not spare us any details? And I mean, I think you guys, it's not, it's not that bad. It's just that the stuff that does happen is not particularly interesting, and that the plot devices are particularly stupid. But <laughs> so Daniel says, look, it's not bad. It's just here's a bunch of bad things. Hey, da- hey, Danielle, 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 hold on. Danielle, Danielle, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Then what's good about it? Because those are like the two things it has. So what's good about it? The cover? Because we're not supposed to judge books by those anymore. So we got a court order. It has pretty decent sentences. They all go together. <laughs> they all, they're all there. Marching they, uh, like little troops. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. That's pretty good. <laughs> the period's there. The period is all the all the all the sentences. No, no, Jeff. She said the sentences. They're all there. That's that's a good point. Yeah. At no, at no okay. point was I reading this and I was like, "Where's the sentence? Where'd they go?" Seems like there should have been a sentence. Where'd the fuck the sentences go? I wasn't reading, and then I got to chapter four, and all of a sudden the page was blank. There were still words in there. Yeah, I did. I didn't start a chapter where went like um i know we have the story around here somewhere yeah hang on hang on i'm gonna think about it we're rummaging we're rummaging <laughs> i like the idea of getting like all right chapter six and then it starts off chapter six um oh. anytime anytime man okay look well we don't we don't know where we don't know where rl is just, just go to seven just go to seven it's fine and then it just and then it just keeps going it's the book's internal monologue it's just like shit fuck yeah, where is go this go, go, go turn the pages turn the pages <laughs> fucking write some words doesn't matter just put them on the fucking page i don't care this i I think the issue that I had with this book is because we're, we're so well versed in, in goosebumps and the structure that comes with the goosebumps book. This book, I was 50 pages deep by chapter four. Every time you say that, I have to say that I imagine you fucking the book. Danielle, that's the imagery that I'm trying to put out into the world right now. I'm a big boy. I'm turning 37 tomorrow. I will fuck a book if I want to. It's your party. And I can bash if I want to. It is fine. Um, but like, the the reason I think that the other uh, Goosebumps books are so kind of easy to get through is because he spaces the chapters so like like easily to where you make you feels like you're making progress through the book. Yes, they're very short, they're brief. Yeah, the chapters are like bam, 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 thing happening, thing happening. This one does a lot. It's a lot of build up, and as Danielle kept saying, he's really winding up. He's yes. really winding up with really, this one. Really wound this one up. And oh then boy. Yeah. And, and then what do you get at the end? Baby, baby mummy hand. Baby mummy hand. <laughs> baby mummy hand. 
<laughs> Turns out, c- control mummies. Did you know a baby mummy hand that you buy in America from well, a garage sale from so a let me, kid? Let me, so let me let me ask you this. Why did it matter that he was Egyptian? It That's didn't. The thing. I, it didn't. I think, and I said this earlier, is that um, all the stuff that he kept saying sounded extremely racist. Yes. So and, now they're... And then they had... He kept... The, so the character Gabe in the book... So well, I guess we could kind of just go into talking about it, but the character Gabe in the book is Egyptian. His family is hold, Egyptian. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we have to do this right. Okay. Okay. We owe it to the people who are listening who have decided to, for whatever reason, grant us a portion of their time this week. God bless. To hear us pontificate. So Jeff... Let me, let me, I'll help you with this one because, because we're, because we're buds and I'm going to do this for you. Jeff, do you have anything from the start of the book? <laughs> uh, yes, I do, Jojo. Uh, I would like to draw your attention to page four. I'm going to say your impression needs work. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, Jeff, uh, what, what's happening on page four? And you go, okay, this is the line. We're Egyptian. You see, do go on. Thank you. <laughs> so at the beginning, as I said, as I said in Jojo's voice, <laughs> Gabe and his family are Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Chapter two. First of all, the entire first chapter is his family going to look at a pyramid and he's so thirsty. All we can oh, talk about God, is how yes. thirsty he is. Does that ever resolve? Yeah. So what happens is chapter two. Uh, I didn't get a drink till we got back to the hotel. And by that time, I. Yeah. Chapter two. Uh, page nine. I'll say one nice. I'll say. Okay. This is one of the. Mo- this was offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say one nice thing about Egypt. The Coke tastes just as good as the Coke back home. It's the classic Coke too, not the other kind. Was new Coke a thing in the 90s? No. And America was the one that changed the formula, not Egypt. It's not Egypt's problem. And they give you plenty of ice, which I like to crunch with my teeth. Which is helpful to know because that detail comes up and is important later. So then you read that and you're like, oh, Gabe's just like me. He's a he's a regular American kid. Yeah. He's got a Game Boy. He's got. A, well, you didn't even say the line before that. So he says, I didn't get a drink till we got back to the hotel. And by that time, my tongue was the size of a salami and hanging down to the floor just like Elvis's. Now, when was I read Elvis? that. Yes. Yes. Now, when I read that, I stopped there and I was like. What the fuck? What picture of Elvis could he possibly be? What have mean? you been looking at? Do I am I sorely misinformed about Elvis's life and what he did in the latter part of it? It's it's his cocker spaniel back home because why name him Elvis? Well, why what, any of this? Why even the dog? <laughs> the dog doesn't come up ever no, again. No, it's just I feel like it was just supposed to be funny. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of dad jokes here. I feel like uh, he was really. But like, but when he, the very next page, he says there was a TV in the living room, but everyone spoke Arabic <laughs> on it. The shows didn't look too interesting, anyways. Mainly a lot of news. The other channel in English how was would CNN. You, how would you know? <laughs> if it was the Daily Show in Arabic. By the way, Al Jazeera is the best fucking news organization on the planet. All he does constantly is like point out how things are either being said in Arabic, being written in Arabic. And how people dress, which, in my opinion, I think that originally he was not Egyptian in the first draft of this. And then R.L. Stein was like, hmm, this seems pretty racist if this is just like a white kid from Michigan saying all this stuff. How do we get around this? Make him Egyptian. Yeah, that's so that's the opening. That's the opening. (laughs) That's the start. This is a bad one. (laughs) This is a very bad book. Will you indulge me in 
Uh, I would like to read a short passage. I would love that. I would love that. Where where are we? What chapter? Chapter one. Okay. Ooh, that's that's quite close to the beginning. What page? Well, we don't have correct pages, unfortunately. The, the Kindle well, is just, all jacked Just read up. The, the sentence and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, it's uh, where he starts saying, but mom. Oh, that's page one. So we open with Gabe. It says, I poked my mom in the side. Mom, I'm really thirsty. And he says that about 50 more times. And then this is his motivation. Yes. Yeah. This is what drives him as a character. This is good character. The first thing we learn about him as a character is he has a thirst for, among other things, knowledge, yeah. but mainly soda. <laughs> Much like Indiana Jones. Yes. Much like Mr. Jones. No time for soda, Mr. Jones. <laughs> Dr. Jones. It's Dr. Jones. Jones to you. <laughs> you got me there. Okay, so uh, this I like. Well, I'll just read it. But mom, I said, I didn't mean to whine. It was just that my throat was dr- was so dry. I'm really thirsty. We can't get you a drink now, she answered, staring at the pyramid. Stop acting like you're four, you're 12, remember? 12 year olds get thirsty too, I muttered. All this sand in the air is making me gag. Look at the pyramid, she said, sounding a little irritated. That's why we came here. We didn't come here to get a drink. But I'm choking! And so on. For 10 pages. For 10 pages. Yeah, that's the whole... Chapter and a half of that. Yes. That's our hero. That is our hero. I, I mean. Now, now my favorite. Now, this is something else that's good. This is all about how this is the. So this is like you need a hero. You need someone who's going to you, the reader. In a meta narrative sense are going on this journey as well. Yes. It is, in fact, you who is running from mummies or whatever lack of mummies yeah lack of mummies it is in fact you who is from egypt michigan yes so there's a part on the next page which and this is what's shocking i knew what was in here (laughs) i didn't know it would be in under five pages page three his dad loves the pyramids can't get enough of them and he goes um it's made of limestone, limestone blocks. It says here that some of the blocks weigh up to a thousand tons. <laughs> Whoa. I said, being Gabe, that's more than you and mom put together. Damn. Oh, and, then, and then he goes, not funny, Gabe. And then Gabe says, not kidding. <laughs> and then he co- follows that up with a thought that goes, dad's a little sensitive about his weight. So I try to tease him about it as often as I can. I that highlighted That's you. what a sociopath <laughs> says. I know. This is our hero. I know the thing that makes dad sad. So I do it often. I do it all the time. As often as I can. We are to f- share in his triumphs and we are to suffer at his, his losses. And that's our intro to him. Yeah. It's like, I want this kid to lose hard. This is the worst character. This this is one of the worst characters in Goosebumps. Yeah, this is, he is a... He's annoying. So irritating. So I have another thing I'd like to read from the beginning part that kind of goes in line with what we're talking about we with did, Gabe. We did read this whole book, everybody. We did, we did, we did read this whole thing. We didn't just read the first three we chapters. We did read more than that. 
It's just, it's just that so much of it is bad. Yeah. Well, because I, I'm thinking we say that he's, he's an awful character, and I think unfortunately it's because of his upbringing. Oh. And I have, and I have uh-oh. a little bit to say about that. So, what, what chapter are we in? So chapter Still two. One? Chapter oh. two. Yeah, okay. chapter two. Still progress. We're going forward. But in those first three chapters we read, it was good. Um, so Gabe and mom and dad are done sightseeing. They're back at their fancy hotel room, and the mom and dad get a phone call. They get told that, unfortunately, instead of going to Alexandria later in the week, they have to go now, like in an hour now. Urgent refrigerator equipment. Urgent. The king's refrigerator has broken. The pharaoh's refrigerator (laughs) has broken. Has broken. And they have to go fix it. And they're going to take Gabe with them because obviously, right? They're just like, all right. And he's like, I don't want to. I told them, jumping up from the couch, I want to stay in Cairo and see Uncle Ben. Not Spider-Man's Uncle Ben. This book's Uncle yeah, Ben. This asshole's Uncle Ben. <laughs> I want to go to the pyramids with him. You promise. So his Uncle Ben's also in the area and he's scoping out the pyramids. Then it says, we argued about it for a short while. They tried to convince me there were a lot of cool things to see in Alexandria, but I held my ground. As parents, why are you arguing with your 12-year-old about whether or not they will go with you on your trip? Yeah, really. He just kind of has to go. It seems like he is a spoiled brat because his parents will argue with their child about a thing that they can make him do. But it just it's so odd this character is made so unlikable in the first couple of chapters. Yep. We just hate we just hate him. Yep. We can't, hate we him. Can't stand him. So he stays with Uncle Ben after arguing, after making his case like a lawyer in court. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm thirsty. <laughs> so thirsty. I rest my case. I rest my case close. <laughs> in fact. Also my dad's fat. Oh, my dad's fat. Well, yes. <laughs> Do we have, uh, is there anything else anyone wants to pop in with? Okay. This is a uh, chapter eight starts on page uh, six, 59. Um, and I'm looking at like page uh, 63, which is a little bit deeper. So uh, this is, <clears throat> this is sort of after, I, I cannot keep this book straight in my head. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the midway point of the book. This is halfway through the book now. Yes. So they have gone to the pyramid like a few times. No, they just went once so far. Yeah. Just the right. Once. Okay. So, and sorry and Gabe are separated from Ben. Yes. And Ahmed shows up. So the, the kids the kids have been left to their own devices while the uncle went off to the hospital and they go down the street to the museum. Down the street. Yeah. Down literally two blocks away is what it says. So Ahmed's like, I'm going to take you back to your hotel. Um and so uh they they're driving off and then he goes, uh, Ahmed, this is a game. I think the hotel is back that way. I said, pointing towards the back window. And then Ahmed says, I believe you are mistaken. <laughs> End of the chapter. We were being kidnapped. Yep. This is important, though. So, um, this is scary. This is scary. Like, oh no, kids, kids being kid, kid, kidnapped by bad guy. Yeah. You don't want that. Arguably the most tense section. Yes. Very tense moment. Probably the tensest moment in this story by far. Yeah. Is that realization? And then it's the end of chapter ten, or the start of chapter ten, which starts on page sixty-nine. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Um, six, this is 68. So um, him and Sari escape from 
escape from the car. They're running. This is when we get to see the beautiful city of Cairo. Oh, yes, yes. Which is which is uh, page 66. The street grew narrower, then it emptied into a wide circle filled with a small market of fruit and vegetable stands. Yep. I saw several people in flowing white robes. Two women entered the market dressed in black, carrying a basket loaded high with bananas. <laughs> a boy on a bicycle swerved to keep from running into them. A street rat ran by with his monkey friend. Street rat! <laughs> Scoundrel! <laughs> a musical number broke out, and a genie popped up with the voice of Robin Williams. God, that <laughs> movie is so fucking good. Can we just say the original uh, Aladdin was a pretty good movie? I'd say that's right. I would say that's Disney's best animated movie. Best? I would say it's what? I would say it's the best. It's got it's got Robin Williams' comedy stylings. I mean, yes, he wins he wins that movie, but uh, I think that one was beautifully animated. You know, it took me there. Unlike this book, it took me there. So they're running through the city and which is the street with a market in it. Sure. I guess that they sell vegetables at, which why wouldn't they go to a supermarket? Egypt is a modern culture. <laughs> it's, the, it's the farmer's market. The, like it's not the middle ages over there. You fucks like it's a real place. Um, so there's, there's a part where they're running through and he goes to a taxi and he pops into the taxi this is on page 68. And he says, the Cairo Center Hotel, I said, glancing reassuringly at sorry. The driver stared back at me blankly. And I said, take me to the Cairo Center Hotel. And then he started to laugh. Sorry, grab my arm. This is, this is on page 69. Nice. He's working for Ahmed, she whispered. Um, and then the driver points out the windshield. The hotel's right there. You stupid kids. You stupid kids. You've wasted my time. Get out of my cab. You terrible racist child who thought that because I have a mustache. I Because I have a because I was described with a mustache. Yes, I must and be. And I don't speak English. I must be a bad guy. I am in cahoots with the villain of this the book. The villain of your story. And here's here's the thing that and, and this is what fucked me up. Because I I I still am not clear. I could reread this, but I'm not going to. Um <laughs> The whole thing that's predicated on this was that Gabe was really good with direction. Yeah. Right? Yep. So that's how he knew eight minutes after they were driving the opposite direction of the hotel. Was the he wrong was like, wait way. a minute. He was like, wait, wait those are hills and trees and cows. Well, no, they just he just went to a bad part of town, which how would you know? Anyway, yeah, exactly. His whole thing was the idea was like Ahmed's driving too far. But they got back to the hotel on foot. Yeah. After, so, a, after a little foot race. So were they really kidnapped? Right, well, also, he he apparently, he was like, buckle in, kids. And then when he stopped the car, they were just like, bye. bye. There wasn't a lot of thought put into Lock the doors, kidnapping maybe? these kids. Yeah. No, generally, I mean, if you're going to kidnap, you lock the doors. If you're going to, first rule of kidnapping, everybody, child locks. God, yes. And child proof them. That's and right. child proof them. Right. Yeah, you don't want them to like stick a coin in an outlet. That's right, because they hurt themselves. So it 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 was a scene that was made, I think, almost more tense because we're seeing it from the dumb kid's perspective. Yeah. Because literally, like, he's like, "Hey, c come with me. I'll drive you back to the hotel." And he, they're like, "The hotel is only two blocks away." And we just described Cairo as being this like jam blocked up city full of cars and honking people yep. that's not moving. Yep. So how did he get so far away? How did he get so far away? 
why it makes no sense that they would even have gotten in the car with them because they they literally can see their hotel it's the 90s stranger danger Strange, that's what i said i said stranger danger like who who in the 90s even I don't want what you and also with these kids being this dumb, why would you want to kidnap them? They suck. And I mean, maybe for people who weren't like necessarily of age at the time, like this is when there was constantly ads for lost children on milk cartons in the paper signs. Mm -hmm. And then you're also in another country right now. Yes. (laughs) And so it's even more like new to you and people like constantly lectured kids. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Don't don't take candy from a stranger. Find a police officer. Find a police officer. Like this was bored into our heads. It was part so, of the and, zeitgeist. And like, and I get that in that sense. Like this is a good lesson, but it also is kind of a confusing lesson because yes. it's like, well, did that? Is that what happened? <laughs> was that kidnapping? But like, but it also it's confusing because when they're in the museum and he's there watching them, and then Sari freaks out and makes them run away from him for no real reason. No. He just takes a step toward them and she freaks out and runs. He walks towards them. She thought he he was a, a stationary object and then he moved of his own will. <laughs> she freaked out and then she made her and Gabe run away from him. And then when he caught up with them, he was just like, what the fuck did you run? I, I was just, know. I just was going to take you back to your uncle. So she already like elicited this intense fear of him mm-hmm. and then got in the car with him. Yep. And it was like, well, I guess it's fine. He did chase us after all. So. No, and Ahmed is the villain, and we find out from that scene he is. We don't know why he's kidnapping them nope. yet, or yes, trying to we, kidnap. Well, them. also he doesn't say I'm kidnapping you. It's just <laughs> no, in their heads. unfortunately, yeah. no. Well, they jumped to that uh, conclusion. It was it was meant to make us think that Gabe was competent. That yeah, was the point because yeah. he was like, let's run. <laughs> yeah, and it really was. It really wasn't. Can I? I want to just real quick from that same section. I want to bring up something I have highlighted in regards to their pseudo kidnapping. Excellent. Mm, yes, by all means. Um, so he's taking them. He's like, let's go to my car, right? Yeah. Um, they've been first of all before they even get in the car and drive away, they walk for a while. Yeah. He has the car parked away. So further than the hotel. Further than the hotel. So um, there he's like, I'll tr- I'll drive you back to the hotel. Um. Uh, and they start walking, and then Gabe's like, we're going the wrong way. And Ahmed's like, my car is over here. And then Sari's like, we're driving back to the hotel? Her voice revealing surprise. It's only two blocks, I said to Ahmed. Sorry, and I could walk back by ourselves if you want. You really don't have to take us. It is no trouble, Ahmed replied. And then Gabe says, if we'd walked, we would have been at the hotel already, I said. Ahmed must have overheard because he said, the car's on the next block. We made their way to it. He pulled open the back door and Sari and I piled in. Ow, I complained. The leather seats were burning hot. Why did R.L. Stein not just put the car where they were? Yeah, why make them walk even? It makes them sound, seem dumber. It makes them seem incredibly stupid. <laughs> but here's my favorite part. Uh, they get in and the leather's hot. So they sit down in the car and they're like, ow, which I've been there. We've all been there. Oh, yeah, there. We, we know what that's like. Got in a hot car. Oh, yeah. The wheel is hot too, Ahmed said, climbing in and fastening his yeah. seatbelt. He touched the steering wheel a few times with both hands trying to get used to the heat. <laughs> then I, I have this highlighted. They should invent a car that stays cool inside when it is parked. Do you really do you think that's R.L. Stein coming in? I think that I think he has a business idea. Yeah. Trying to incept that idea. Yeah. I love that they have this scene, which you're supposed to be tense. Like, at this point, you don't quite know. You have an idea that he's like not on the level, but you don't quite know that he's being kidnappy. And they just throws you like, and like, you know what, kids? I'm going to level with you. I have this idea for this new car. Sharks, I'm asking for five million for thirty percent. I introduce to you the 
car conditioner. <laughs> it's a giant block of ice that goes in the middle of the car when you park it. Beautiful. Five million for thirty percent. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. I love that. That's a weird. He's just like, you know what? I have an idea. They should invent a car. I like that in the middle of his kidnapping, he's just like, this could be better. You know what would make this kidnapping a little bit easier? Mm-hmm. If my little if my little tizzies didn't have to feel so warm when I touched <laughs> yeah. the wheel. Oh, beans. Oh, beans. No, oh, my, my toe beans. I, I hate this book. It's, it's, it's. I, ha- I hate it. It's, it's rough. So. Do, do we want to just, okay. Do you want to just do the climax? Let's just get to the end. Yeah, let's get point. to the point. Let's just do the climax. Yeah. So there's a fucking, there's running around. There's chasing. Ahmed's the bad guy. He says, I'm going to kill you because I protect the pyramid. And anyone who goes in the pyramid, I kill. And turn them into mummies. Yep. Yeah. Himself. Just him. So, yeah, so no, the he's monster's good at a it. serial killer, really. Yeah. Literally, yeah, really he is. And it was pretty intense that he was just like, the, like Gabe, the character, falls into this room, this hidden room, full of mummies and like funny poses. Yep. <laughs> like yep. like mannequins in, yep. in a department store. Leaning against shit and yes. lying down and... Like doing TikTok dances in there. Oh, for sure. So this is, this is page 124, uh, chapter 20. They're about to be killed. <laughs> That happens. They're about to be killed for 80 pages, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it yes. goes, yeah. I shoved my hands into my jean pockets to steady myself, I guess. And my hand closed around something that I'd forgotten about. Oh, man. The summoner. Oh, boy. The mummy hand that I carry around everywhere. This is not coming out of nowhere, but it doesn't make it not stupid. Yeah, it, it, it is. They did insert it in they the book. They see the idea that he has a mummy hand he just keeps around. He literally has a keychain little mummy hand. That he got from a a garage sale in Michigan. (laughs) That has nothing to do with his origin. No. It wasn't passed down. No. 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 Which would have been cool. Yeah. It it literally could have been like, oh, here's like, we found this in your grandfather's chest of oddities. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not sure why I wasn't thinking clearly at all, but I pulled out the mummy hand. I spun around quickly and I held it up high. (laughs) Maybe I thought the mummy hand would distract Ahmed. Or interest him, or confuse him, or frighten him. <laughs> okay. Or finish the story. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Um, and then uh, on page 21, we have Ahmed squinted at the mummy hand. Then his eyes grew wide and his mouth dropped in surprise. He cried out, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. The words were in a language I'd never heard of, maybe ancient <laughs> Egyptian or Arabic. Or I guess. Arabic. The hand of the priestess, he cried in English now for some reason. <laughs> because we, the reader, that does nothing for us. Yeah. So we don't know. All three of us stared in homage um, in disbelief. A mummy propped forward against the wall. And then another mummy laying on his back slowly sat up. <laughs> no, I cried looking at the mummy hand. <laughs> no, so, mummy. So, so he, he, make, hold, he make mummy come alive with hand. Yep. So the mummy's hand is the priestess's. Yes. So that's hand. her hand. Yeah. So she doesn't. So she doesn't have a hand. And no. She's apparently a child. Also. Right. Yeah. So it's very small. Very small. <laughs> very small. So he holds up the mummy hand, and then the mummies come to life. Mummy's alive. Yep. Well, mummy's they don't. Alive. They 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 grab him and they're gonna throw him in the tar pit. Yeah. But that he wriggles away. And I guess they were just giving him a bit of a scare. Yeah. They were just trying to you know push him around a little. Well, because Danielle and I were when we got into the room. So in this room there are scorpions. Yep. And there is a tar pit. Yes. And I asked Danielle, which do you think will be the thing that uh, Ahmed gets killed by? Will he fall in the tar pit or will he fall in into the scorpions? scorpions. Yeah. It turns out neither. Yep. Turns out he doesn't fall into jack shit. Yeah. I saw Ahmed fleeing to the tunnel, staggering. This is on page 129. 
um, almost the end of the chapter. Um, staggering clumsily, shrieking in open mouth terror as he ran. And Mummies. we never see him again. Nope. Remained by the pit. I realized I was still holding the mummy hand over my head. I lowered it slowly. Uh, the mummies. Look, I follow the direction of her gaze. The mummies are all back in place. Some are leaning. And then it says like, or did down. they even move? So it tries to it put like, did anything even happen in this book? Oh, <gasps> maybe. So, so Ahmed, a serial killer. Indeed. A murderer. A, a serial murderer. A serial murderer. Who did horrific things to people, made the mummies while they were still alive. Likes to pull out organs with fish hooks and shit. And wrap they them up. They did go out of their way to describe that that's how it happens. Yes. And it turns out that the way that you vanquish him is to do some fucking cartoony ass. Is <laughs> to stand there like Shira, with your mummy hand, by the power of mummy hand. And then, and then the mummies who were who are the corpses of people he killed, indeed, and murdered. We're like, let's just give him a little bit of a scare. Let's just, you know, hey, hey, this guys, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. this Check. is gonna be, guys, guys, shh, shh. it's gonna be so funny. Watch. watch his face, and then, dude. and then they just spook him. They just yeah. spook him. They lift him as though you're. you're I, I thought because that's kind of like you, you stop Hannibal Lecter with a fucking Jack in the Box. Like, what, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I thought you meant the food. <laughs> Do a little magic trick for him. I kind of thought that too, because that would also be pretty crippling for that be man. Like, why eat my liver when you can have this delicious? Jack in the Box taco, also made of liver, <laughs> for a dollar for one dollar. Ah, uh, yes. Taco Bell brought back potatoes in its burritos. You know, oh, to fuck what? Shit! Yeah. Why am I eating humans? Fuck it. Hannibal, <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, twenty twenty one. I think we found Taco Bell's new ad campaign. Get Mads Mickelson. <laughs> why am I still eating people? There's potatoes back. <laughs> Um, the point is that's that's the so when, when we're like he's winding up. Yep. To that. To that. Yep. He's winding up and he drops the ball. And we don't even it's not even clear it really happens. And Ahmed literally runs away and you don't they don't speak of him. Yeah. They don't go after him. They don't call the police. Nope. He doesn't get caught. Nope. He's off. He's going to do deadly things again. I hate this book was a slog and I I think I typed so it bad. in. And, 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 hey, but hey, Jeff, Jeff. Yeah. And then the middle part of our episode was over. Right. <laughs> then the part where we talk about the book is done. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> this was this was not fun to read. So, um, do we have? Did we want to do mummy facts? Do we have some fun mummy facts? Let's see. I'm a mummy facts. I do well. So I know a couple of things about mummies. I know that a lot of mummies were stolen and used as medicine. Yeah. 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 They thought that they it's had pretty like... classic. This is on. Uh, this is on Fact Retriever. Uh, also trending now. Eighty-one shocking pornography facts. Fifty-two arousing sex facts, and forty-four stirring facts about spring. Gee, Joe, what's your internet history look like? Yeah, how did this come up as the first thing for mummy facts? <laughs> well, my internet history sounds kind of sex positive, don't you think? And mummy positive. And mummy positive. Mummy sex positive. So uh, here's some facts about mummies. Uh, Care of Fact Retriever by the author Karen Lenhard, who's a senior writer. Um, 50 interesting facts about mummies. Um, mummies are usually described in two categories. Anthropogenic hmm? or spontaneous. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. Oh, you know, like the ones who die like in the peak. Have you ever just like been walking down the street and you're just like, bah, 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 and bam, mummy. Spontaneous yeah, that's mummy. Right. Oh, snap. I'm a mummy now. Spontaneous <laughs> mummy. But yeah, that's exactly right. Like sometimes you can be mummified if you do the wrong, like 
like humans, humans who have too much fat in their body, if they if they're buried without having that all that removed, um, they're mummified in their in their coffins. And oh. they find they find mummified bodies in peat bogs and up in you know up in the up in the mountains. So like environmental know, things can happen. There. So wait, what is the defining characteristic of a mummy? Like what what is if we had to uh, define body is uh, preserved? Okay, so it doesn't okay, have to so be, wraps. be wrapped. No. So technically, just a, preserved, just a preserved body. When you show a body like at an open casket funeral, it's a mummy. It's a mummy. Yeah, in a sense. Whoa. But an anthropogenic mummy. Okay. Whoa. Not a spontaneous mummy, which is my no, favorite thing now. Yeah, it didn't just happen. <laughs> Damn. Um, I went to mummy school for eight years to become a mummy. <laughs> well, also, I think mummification requires dehydrating. Gotcha. Yes, it does. As well. Yeah. And salting. Yeah. Salting. And salting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I want some jerky now. Oh man! Ew! Oh, I bet you. I bet you do. Um, here's another fun thing about uh, about mummies. Um, uh, in the 1999 movie The Mummy, <laughs> excellent, good, yes. They used real grasshoppers. Oh. Um, in order to be in the movie. That's a fact. This is a list about mummy facts, and this is a the mummy fact. So there's a part <laughs> in that movie where locusts attack, and um, they used real grasshoppers that they kept really cold so they were easier to film. Wow. wow. <laughs> Hit me with another mummy fact. Okay, give me another good little mummy fact. Um, over one million mummies have been found in Egypt. Wow. Yeah. Here's the thing that's going to shock you. Most of them are cats. Oh. Aw. They mummify a Wait. lot of cats. Yeah. yeah. Why, why aren't they called meow mm, I don't wanna know, try man. Want to try that again, Jeff? Why, hey, are the cats called meow meowmies? I'd workshop it. It's, be, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Meow. It's not great. Meowmies. <laughs> Th- thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off of the album Hit and Run. It is a wonderful song by a wonderful band. You can check it out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Geese Puffs is just one piece of comedy content produced by us here at Mom Hat, which I think we have that URL reserved. We haven't done anything with Not it. Not yet, we will. Hey, I'm off I'm off for a few days next week. We'll see what happens. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, you can check out our fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast um, called The Rolls We Made, available wherever podcasts can be found. You can also check out our YouTube Let's Play show uh, called uh, JoJo Has Fun, J O E J O E H A S F U N, where we play games wrong. Uh, and also, we have a Twitch channel, JoJo Has Fun, same name, where uh, Danielle sometimes reads fan fiction and Jeff plays games. And I mean, we could use it for other stuff, but that's that's what's being used for right now. Yeah, it's games and fan fiction, and also, you know what? It's Twitch. Sometimes it's just hanging out. If you want to hang out with us in a more like, if you want to be just chatting, yeah, yeah. if you want to just chat with us, pop into chat, man. Yeah, hit up Twitch. Pop into just chat. Yeah, I've got an overlay for just chatting, and it looks good. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can do so um, on Twitter at geesebumps underscore pod. You can also ha- go to Instagram, where I believe it's—is it still geesebumps underscore pod at Instagram? It is, yes. And then you can email us at uh, geesebumpspod at gmail dot com. Yes, geesebumpspod, all one word, no underscore. Um, the next episode of our show is going to be coming out on April the sixth, and it's going to be a mini bump, and we don't know what it's going to be about. Cool. That's how it goes. The yeah. next full episode is going to be the week following that, which is going to be April the 13th, which what are we going to be reading then? What's the next book in the, what's the next book? I uh, wrote it down. God, 
Well, we have to skip because the next one is actually Let's Get Invisible. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So we, whatever the next newest one is that yes. we haven't read. And then there's The Haunted Mask. And then where I wrote it next. Okay. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Oh. Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Another camp. Ugh. I know. Maybe this one will be better. Uh, and Danielle, I believe you have a special message for the fans of our show. I do. And you see, I feel I don't. I feel like I people may think that I'm being overly harsh. Maybe a little too aggressive. Yeah, the, 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 particularly the people on this show with you. <laughs> yes, yes. That that I should uh, I should coddle you fuckers like you're ginger babies. But you know what? Y'all fuckers need to grow the fuck up. You need to become, you need to be a big person. Big boy, big girl, big them. You need to do it and you need to do it fast because otherwise I'm going to continue yelling at your ass. What do they need to do fast? Yeah, you haven't actually given them anything actionable. I'm winding up. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so what you need to do is leave us a review. Uh, iTunes is generally where that happens. But uh, yeah, you, you just click. You're like, hey, rate this podcast. Five stars. Click. Send done like it's hard or if you wanted to get extra credit if you want to like suck up to the teacher you just hook five stars cool and then you write this is very nice podcast okay bye said dude i just wrote two reviews in the space of like 30 seconds so fuck off go do it jesus christ well there you go <laughs> There's your weekly threat from Daniel. <laughs> your, your weekly threat from Daniel. Uh, and I think the only thing left to do is uh, hear that final passage. Uh, Daniel, you got a final passage for us? I do. And Presumably the last passage in this stupid book. Fortunately, it's one of those fake outs again. Great. Happens so often. It happens a lot. All right. We heard scrabbling at the door. The sound of ancient bandaged fingers struggling with the lock. Sari and I exchanged horrified glances. I slowly lowered the hand as the door swung open. Two shadowy figures lumbered into the room. Mama, Dad! I cried. I'll bet they'll, I'll bet they were surprised at how glad I was to see them. Cool, nice, nailed it. They weren't Ooh. mummies. It was just my mom and dad. It was dad. just my mummy, daddy. Is that a, is that a, is that a typo? I'll bet. I'll bet. It should be I bet they were, not I will bet they were. He's a dumb kid. He doesn't know grammar. That's true. He doesn't he doesn't know how to talk. Well, that's good because I'm Jojo and I have a PhD. I'm Danielle. I have a PhD. I'm Jeff and I'm thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> been, Shut the fuck up. I'm thirsty. Shut your this mouth. This has been Geesebumps, a Digimeet Goosebumps podcast. Until next time, stay out of the basement. Thirsty. Like somebody I used